right, welcome back as we continue on, taking you up until 6 o'clock. Monday Night Football takes the airwaves here this evening with our Westwood One coverage. It is Pittsburgh and Tampa, and we will see if the craziness that is the NFL continues tonight. Fitz uh, gets the... Well, it gets the word that he'll be the quarterback going into game number four, even with Jameis Winston back. We'll get into some NFL talk here a little bit later on in the hour. But we go out to the phone lines. Jimmy B decides to grace us with his presence today. What's happening, Brinson? Just another beautiful day, pal. You know that. Listen, if I wake up in the morning, it's a beautiful day. So that's why we're here, so we can talk. Well, a lot to get into, Jimmy B, and let's start, obviously, with the big game of the week uh, from our state. Your thoughts as Wisconsin does it again to the Hawkeyes? Well, as I stated on Friday, I still wasn't sold on Iowa's offense. And, look, they had chances. They, they had plenty of chances uh, to put points on the board. Couldn't get it done. And mistakes cost them, obviously. And here's what Wisconsin did, the difference between the two teams. When Iowa made a mistake, the majority of the time, Wisconsin capitalized. Iowa wasn't really able to take full advantage when they had uh, a couple of opportunities. So I think that with that long drive that Wisconsin had late in the game that gave them the lead, and then, of course, the final touchdown that put the game out of reach, I, I just think that it was one of those situations where the hype about the game, and I think it lived up to that hype, but I just felt that Wisconsin, they, they, they were playing big boy pants football, Trent. You know that. A mano a mano. They were just banging on each other the entire time. I just think that Wisconsin banged harder. I mean, that's just kind of the way that I viewed it. How did you see it? Well, uh, to be honest, I don't think the better team won the football game. And that happens a lot in sports, but I think Iowa top to bottom is a better football team than them. They continually stub themselves in the toe. They need to make one stop defensively. Late in the game with the 17-14 lead, plenty of opportunities to do it. They can't get that one stop. They have earlier in the quarter, TJ Hawkinson running free, which would have been a score and would have, for all intents and purposes, put put the game away, and they miss on the throw. Special teams gaps, giving them the football on the 10-yard line. Having the ball at midfield at the end of the first half and chance to score and take the halftime lead, and they fumble it away. Letting a ball hit a blocker's foot. Those are the things that you can't allow happen. A fair catch at the three-yard line. It was the little things that added up. And in order to get past the team like Wisconsin, you can't afford to do that. You can't afford those little mistakes. They're too good to allow that to happen. I think Iowa's better. I, I think they're a better football team right now, top to bottom. But all that it is is what it says on the scoreboard, and that is Wisconsin. And now the Hawkeyes have to hope that the Badgers lose two, maybe three games. If they lose two, that means Iowa's got to run the table. They lose three, Correct. Iowa can afford a loss to win the Big Ten West. It seems like a reach right now. We haven't even flipped the calendar to October, but I think you can certainly put it in pen. Wisconsin will be in the Big Ten championship game opposite whoever comes out of the East. Iowa let a huge opportunity slip by. This is going to be one that's going to sting for a long time. I agree with you 100%. That's a, that's a major disappointment if you are a Hawk fan. You really felt that you were hope well, you were hoping that you could do the same to Wisconsin that you did to Ohio State. Uh, look, you and I both thought that it was going to be a headbanger game. It was going to be tight, and it was the entire way. 
And you cannot let those sorts of mistakes, the ones you just talked about, uh, dictate to to the other team and let them take advantage. And Wisconsin did. Uh, look, I'm. Did you have an issue with Ferentz going for it? Uh, and when they were only needed about a half a yard or so for first down early in the game, because uh, I did not. I didn't find that to be that bad of a play. Where were you on that? No, no, I, I think going for it in that spot, I didn't have a problem with that. I, I certainly understand yep. people in a game like that. You know, this you're not anticipating Iowa Wisconsin is going to be some kind of shootout, and you have to get touchdowns. And the people that think, well, you take your three points there in a game, that's going to be low scoring. I, I understand the sentiment. I just hated the play call. I, I like them going for it in that spot. If you don't get it mm-hmm. like they didn't, you got Wisconsin backed all the way up. But quarterback sneak after the timeout. That, that's the problem that you have there. When they try to get to the line quickly, they try to get the first down. We've seen them do that and, and do that effectively throughout the years. That's one thing. But after the timeout, with Olive Sagapolo on the other side, a monster of a man at that nose yes. tackle position, to do that without kind of the craziness it is when you're hurrying to the line to get the snap off. I hated the play call there. Uh, yeah, it's more play calling that I had a problem with. There was a couple mm-hmm. of times that you wonder, could they have challenged? There were spots during that final drive from Wisconsin that you certainly felt like maybe I was on the short end there. That He was asked about in the postgame press conference said on the sideline. They said they were looking at it upstairs. Wisconsin got to the football very quickly. That's when you can second-guess. That's going to happen in a football game. There, there's plenty of opportunities to second-guess, right. Jim. I walked away from this one certainly frustrated that Iowa wasn't able to find a way to get out of this. I still think this is a really good football team, though. Looking at this Iowa I team, will, this is a yeah. really good football team. They certainly can still go 10-2, and 9-3. and three. I don't think that that is out of the stretch of the imagination. Now, how do you bounce back, though? Because, Jim, you know there was a lot put into this game. There was a lot of conversation oh, yeah. About this, yep. and with the schedule in front of them for the next five on the road, I think the bye week comes at a perfect time for the Hawkeyes. I'm with you on that bye week, and it'll be interesting to see coming Saturday how they respond uh, after that game. Look, I, I just felt that it was going to be. To be honest with you, I didn't. I didn't see that many points. I thought it was going to be like 17-10, 17-14. Something like like that. And, look, Iowa got the 17, and that was it for them. And Wisconsin found a way to put two more scores on the board. So I was here's, here's what kind of got me, is that Hornibrook uh, saved his best for those two big drives. Mm-hmm. And I, I just would not have thought with, with Iowa's defense – that Hornibrook at quarterback for a whiskey would have been that successful on those drives, Trent. I just felt they could have dialed something up that would have got him frustrated, flustered, anything, and he would have made a, a major mistake. But the kid didn't, so you have to tip your hat to that. Iowa made two major mistakes, turned it over two times. They didn't turn it over at all, and they made yeah. the plays late. Hornibrook, I still don't think, is a very good quarterback, but he made the plays. I think Wisconsin could be so much better if they had somebody more competent back there. But with the time mm-hmm. he had to throw, the ability to get the ball out quickly, and the way that the Wisconsin wide receivers and tight ends got open, I, I think that's the biggest aspect. And a takeaway for me is Iowa cornerbacks, we talked about it after the Iowa State game, how well they tackled out there on the edge. They still have work to do in pass coverage. That That is the one spot 
that I look at right now. Look, there's not going to be anybody as beefy as Wisconsin running the football. And mm-hmm. I think the the size of the interior of the defensive line, which was a concern this summer that I, I talked about a lot, that showed up a bit, but not the biggest concern. And they held out decently at the very least against yeah, Wisconsin. It, it was what they were doing on the outside and a receiver crew that, frankly, isn't very talented for Wisconsin. They found a way. And Wisconsin schemed incredibly well. You know, that fourth and one play where they snuck the fullback out to make the uh, first down in the big play, they schemed well. They're scheming against Christian Welch. We saw him go to the sideline in the second half and a lot more. Jamon Colbert after that. That's what Wisconsin does, though. They'll scheme you. They'll come up with plays. I, mm-hmm. I just I enjoy watching their style of football. It's not pretty all the time, but they scheme incredibly well, and you saw that again, and they got Iowa skates at different times. They got one-on-one matchups that they needed, and Hornybook delivered. You have to hand it to him. He made the yes. plays. I yeah. don't think he's great yeah. by any means, but he made the plays to win the football game, and that's what Wisconsin does. How does Iowa get back over this hump now? How, how looking for? because you look at this Iowa roster, it's still very green in a lot of areas. They're going to return a ton of guys next season. Well, next season, the calendar flips back the other way, and you're going to have to go into Camp Randall. How does Iowa close the gap? Because the gap isn't significant. In fact, I think Iowa might be a little more talented as both teams are constructed right now. But until you do it on the field, you got to figure it out. How does Iowa do that in your mind, Jim? That That's a very difficult question to ask because you and I both felt that they were a really good matchup in that game Saturday night, and they still didn't get the job done. So I don't know if indeed they will have to try to open up the offense, be a little more creative with the passing game than, than what they were. Uh, is it a case in point where they got to get, you just talked about the beef that's on that uh, Wisconsin offensive line. Do they have to get beefier in order to match that beef that Wisconsin has uh, so they can push Wisconsin's defense around a little more? I, I, I'm not sure, Trent. That's a very difficult question. And Wisconsin is constructed the way that they are constructed. They have been like that for years. Uh, it, and they're not going to change what they got. They got those big farm boys out there that are 330 pounds, and they're going to just punch you in the mouth. And if Iowa is going to have to match that with their offensive line so that they can open up a few more holes for whichever running back or give Nate Stanley just that extra second or two, just like what Hornybrook had, then maybe they're going to have to look themselves in the mirror and say, look, we might have to go in this direction. I don't know if that would be the key to making the change where they could then beat Wisconsin and beat them at their own game, or if you go in a totally different direction, which we know is not going to take place because they are playing Kirk Ferentz football. And slug them in the mouth is Kirk Ferentz football. But right now, Wisconsin does it just a little bit better. And even though Iowa, like I said, you you mentioned, may be a little bit more talented, Wisconsin out-schemed you and out-bullied you to win the game. Let's jump over to Iowa State, Jimmy B, and you're going to have to help me out as this one wasn't sure. on in the sports book in Vegas. Uh, they had a lot of games on, but this isn't one of them. I finally asked a little bit later and was able to watch a little bit of it, but didn't see a ton with the Cyclones, the 26-13 win over Akron. Mm-hmm. This was a game, Trent, that was extremely emotional, and we all know why. 
and I think it was a difficult game to play for the players as as well, just because a you were looking for a win, and b with everything that surrounded the game, and they had opportunities to put more points on the board. And similar to Iowa, they had missed opportunities. Missed opportunities for touchdowns instead of kicking field goals. And to be honest with you, uh, the offensive line struggled. And that was a, a serious case for Iowa State. They did get Montgomery going over the 100-yard mark. But still, it wasn't quite what you expected. We, we saw an explosive offensive team in the game against Oklahoma. And that team was not on the field in the game against Akron. And I just think the circumstances, Trent, surrounding that game just made it that much more difficult. Look, Akron came in and played hard. We, we saw that they what they did the week before, coming back to win at Northwestern. So they came in and gave it their best shot. I, was, I guess you could say out of it, Iowa State was talented enough that day with everything that encompassed the game to still get a victory. Now we'll see if the football team can really kind of begin to focus in uh, this, this next week and see what happens. That's, that was my takeaway, that the, just the emotion of mm-hmm. the game was just so immense that it was, it was difficult to clear your mind with everything that had happened that entire week on that Iowa State campus. And, uh, man, that's tough. That that was really tough. And I just think that probably weighed into this game a lot more than people thought. Jimmy B., we got to take a break. We're coming back with more on the other side. You be good, and we will talk to you on Wednesday. I'm sure you're off tomorrow, right? Uh, absolutely, pal. Thank yes, you. Yes, yes. <laughs> We'll talk to you Wednesday. Be good, Jimmy B. All right, pal. See you then. There's Jimmy B checking in with us from the road. We get the break coming back on the other side. We got Wolfgang. We'll get his thoughts on the Hawkeyes' loss, the Cyclone victory over Akron, and a whole lot more. Take it up until 6 o'clock tonight. Monday Night Football will take the airwaves right after we wrap up. 6.30 with the pregame. Westwood 1 with the coverage. It's Pittsburgh, the Steelers, trying to find a way to get a victory against the Red Hot Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We got the call as we do with every Monday night, Thursday night, and Sunday night football game with Westwood One. All here on 1700 KBGG. We're back with more in a moment. Welcome back as we continue on. Jimmy B and TC takes you up until 6 o'clock on your drive home each and every weekday. Monday night football tonight with the Bucks and the Steelers putting a cap on week number three of the NFL. Right now, it's time to talk more college football as we welcome in our buddy Wolfgang. He is a Wisconsin Badger hater, and he's got to be struggling here on a Monday afternoon. Wolfgang, what's the word? Trent, that was tough, man. Um, how's your mood? Uh, salty. It's just a game, right? We're just supposed to say that, right? It's just a game. No, no, no. I'm not supposed to pretend here. Eh, it's just a game. You can say that, yeah. There are certainly bigger <laughs> You're things. You're not buying but... that either. I like it. No, I mean, look, that, that's what we're here for. We're this isn't Doctor Phil. No, we're 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 not solving true crimes here. What we're doing is we're talking sports. That's what we're doing today, and we're going to talk about this Iowa Wisconsin game where Iowa led an opportunity to play in Indianapolis for a Big Ten championship. 
slip through their hands. They let an opportunity to beat the team that's been the behemoth in the Big Ten West slip through their hands. They let one get away on Saturday night. So when you say that, and it's an interesting thing because I'm not used um, to this with the media, especially with the Hawkeyes. I'm talking about when the people are covering the Hawkeyes. Sometimes the media covers Iowa State differently because they're the underdog, whatever, wink, wink. They don't cover the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones the same. I'm used to this. You've been in the media too long. You probably don't even see it. But a lot of the media right now, and I find it interesting, and I tweeted something to the effect midway through the game. I can't exactly remember what quarter it was. But it was something to the effect of, I was the better team here, but I'm not, gonna sh- I'm not sure it's going to show up on the scoreboard. Something close to that. And it's very surprising to listen to the media actually say that. They have not said that about Iowa in the past. When Iowa loses, not put it on the scoreboard, either win or lose. You know, it's that game. I mean, you weren't, it doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. It's interesting right now that you're hearing a lot of people say, Trent, I think Iowa was the better team. I said that midway through. I truly believe that. If you gave me sodium pentothal right now, truth serum, I promise you, Trent, I promise you, you would get the same thing I'm saying to you right now. Iowa is better than Wisconsin. Is it a lot? No, it's not. If they play ten times, I'm taking Iowa State. Or excuse me, I'm taking Iowa over Wisconsin more than five times. I'm not saying it's a big margin, and I'm struggling right now, Trent, with how to feel about that. I don't know if that makes any sense. I'm struggling. So, would you rather, in your mind, as a as a fan of a team, think that you're better than the team you just lost to, even though you just lost? Or would you rather just go, no, we didn't get it done that day? I'm, I'm actually coming around, Trent, because I could tell you're a little depressed. <laughs> Talked for literally 10 seconds before we went on. could tell this was no joke. You're not feeling great. You're not pumped about the season right now, and we're going to get around to that. But let's talk about that real quick. Does that make you feel happier or sad, the fact that I would just squander that? But we believe, I'm not going to speak for you, I believe that I is the better team, I promise you, Trent. I wouldn't just say that if I didn't believe it. No, I completely agree. I completely agree that Iowa, as they're currently constructed as a better football team than Wisconsin. But here's the... And we can say that doesn't matter, but it kind of does. It kinda, it's kind of making me feel better about the rest of the year because I truly believe we are. So you're not, you're not even taking that as something like a nugget that could make you feel a tad better, or is it making you feel worse than I'm saying that? Oh, it makes me feel much worse because the opportunity was there. <laughs> okay. I mean, the, the opportunity when this football game was there on a silver platter, and they let it slip by. And, and it's not just one area that you can point to. If this, if that. Because all three levels of the football team deserve some kind of consideration for what went awry. Special teams, people will talk about. You know, it's Sean Beyer having a ball bounce off his foot. Wisconsin gets it at the 10-yard line. The fumble by Gronawig after a big punt return, fumbles it back to the Badgers near midfield. Iowa could have taken the lead going into the half. A fair catch at the three-yard line. You can point to that. You can point to defensively. Well, you have a three-point lead. You have them backed up, and all Wisconsin does is marches right up the field and scores a touchdown with under a minute remaining to win the football game. You certainly can point to that. Or you can go a different direction, and you can point to the offense and, and the opportunities they had to salt the game away. You got T.J. Hawkinson running wide open up the field. You make that pass, Iowa wins the football game. Different opportunities to pick up a first down with the lead. 
There were so many chances there, and it was just a play away. Iowa was just a play short of finding a way to win this victory. This thing's going to sting for a long time. And, and you can look forward, and I know there's people that want to do that and say, you look, you're not going to change the outcome of what we saw Saturday against Wisconsin. That's not changing. Iowa is what they are. And I, I completely understand that thought process and that sentiment. But as I look at it, it was such a big opportunity to change their narrative, to get Iowa back up there near equal footing with, with Wisconsin. But this has been the difference. When Wisconsin's had opportunities, they've broken through. Iowa has it. And that's why we're at the spot we're at right now, Wolfgang. In turn, I told you, I enjoy, I mean, let yourself be mad right now. It's fine. This is, again, this is sports. This is, you know, this isn't your daughter or my daughter or my son or whatever. Let us be mad right now. That's fine. I get it. At some point, let's kind of, let's gather ourselves. But right now, yeah, I'm pissed. They let that stuff go. There were numerous, I don't even think, even people that hate the Hawkeyes could come on here and go, Trent's crazy, Wolfgang's crazy, for thinking Iowa is actually better than Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. I, I just truly believe they're better than Wisconsin. Do I think they're tougher than Wisconsin? I don't. I think Wisconsin is the tougher team by a lot. No, I don't think by a lot, but I think Wisconsin is still the bullies of the Big Ten. When you look at physicality on offense and defense, if you go look who is the tougher team, watch Iowa and Wisconsin playing right now, Saturday night at 7.30 at Kinnick Stadium. Who's the tougher team? This is how I'm saying. Wisconsin was. But they weren't the better team. I truly don't believe that they were the better team. Iowa stood their toe, and you're looking at it as kind of a negative tip. That Iowa shot themselves in the foot, I think. In the foot, I, think. Mm -hmm. I think I understand that for that game. For the rest of the season, if I go a little Dr. Phil, as you would say, um, I think it's better because you know, Trent, that Iowa's actually a good team. Yep. So that, I mean, moving forward, this is great. It makes you feel worse about that game that you were the better team lost. But moving forward, it's got to make you feel better. I mean, I wouldn't want to. Last year versus Penn State, Trent. Iowa loses at the you know the last second walk off. Yep. Okay. From Penn State, Iowa was not better than Penn State. No, no, they, they were lucky to be in that, that football. Yeah, they they were lucky to be in that football game. Yeah, Penn State. And I had... would say that. I agree. Lucky. I I will use that word just to let you know I'm being honest and looking at both sides. Iowa was not even on the same level as Penn State. Right. Yet somehow they were in that game. So tell me what you that makes you feel better losing that. I don't understand that trend a little bit. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not trying to pick on you. But I'm not understanding why that makes, I, that makes you feel better about losing that game but not no, moving forward. So you're not even looking forward right now. You're no, no, it's too early game. for that. It's too early. To, there's a bye week this week. we got a lot, <laughs> a lot of time to lament this one. How does it change? How, how does Iowa overcome Wisconsin? Because they, we both think they have the better football game, team, and it's not just us that thinks that. There are a lot of people that cover the game that don't have a rooting interest like us that think the same thing. So, Wolfgang, how do you overcome the Badgers? Next year, you got to go up there. Now you got to mm -hmm. go on the road, and you got to go up to Wisconsin, and, and you have to do it in Camp Randall. Or is this just what we're going to look at? And, you know, the, I was the second-best team in the division, and all right, take that, and take your 8-4, and 9-3 and three seasons and be happy with it. I'm not. I'm, I'm not happy with that because I think Iowa is so close. But they have to figure out how to get past the Badgers. How do you do it? 
The coaches have to coach better. The players have to play better. They have to get it done. The special teams was an absolute joke, Tran. It got to the point where I wasn't even screaming at the TV, surprisingly. Fairly calm. Watching with my daughter, that was probably why. Teaching a little bit about football. I don't know if you do that with your your kids or, or uh, people in your family. Trying to teach her a little bit more. So that was probably why I was more calm than I normally am. Because I was watching it with a young girl and trying to teach her some stuff. But... Watching that, it, it, it was very hard to watch. Very hard to watch. It was, I was not yelling at the TV watching the special team stuff. That I thought, like, maybe people would think I was yelling at the TV. I wasn't. I was rolling my eyes, Trent. That's not a good sign. I was rolling my eyes and going, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, that's kind of a joke right there. Are you joking? Really? Oh, you're fair. Let, let me, okay, you, you get in contact with a lot of high school coaches. Yeah. So this is why I'm so excited to ask you this question. Okay, not even, you know, I would, we've got some players on the Hawkeye team that I could ask. They're here over here from time to time. I know people that play college football. You're talking to the coaches now, Trent, so this is why I'm interested. What is the rule on fair catching a punt at the three-yard line? To me, okay, as a dumb guy, why would you risk catching it at the three when you could fumble? They would get the ball. Boom, three yards to a touchdown, boom. It's almost a guaranteed touchdown. At least points, okay? Let's not go too far. At least points. Why would you fair catch something at the three-yard line? What is not being taught in the special team's room, or is that not a thing anymore? Back in the day, I used to think it was a fake 10-yard line. So if you're at the 10, you don't back up. If you back up, that means you don't catch it. Trent, you don't catch a fair, you don't catch a punt at the three, man. You don't do that, or do you? You tell me. Well, it is different, and you're right. That that used to be put your heels at the 10-yard line, and if the ball goes over your head, you let it go. Well, punting has become so good that that is no longer the case, and that limitation moves back, and now it's about the 7-yard line. You'll see kind of be that really? that buffer zone. Yeah, it's become because punters have become so good at not just punting it to a corner directionally, but also getting that bounce, getting that hop, and then you're stuck inside the five-yard line. If you look at Gronawig on that play, he was at about the six when he called the fair catch, which is about a yard back of where you normally want to be, but okay. So you're, say, you're, you're saying it's, it's pretty much the seven with high school and college? Because I don't know. Well, I don't know high school. college. I mean, you, you don't see a whole lot of punting, directional punting at that level. High school aside, what we're talking about here is, is the college game, and with that, Seven-yard line. Seven-yard line. is our old 10 yeah. back in the day. Like the college and the NFL, yeah, about the seven is where it is. Well, the ball looked like it floated on Gronawig a little bit and brought him back. Now, when that happened, he should have got out of the way. And But because of what happened earlier, I think it also kind of led to that spot. But, now the, the old adage of the 10-yard line, that's been dead for a while. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I knew that. You understand I knew that. Yeah. I, I did know that. I've seen so much of it. I know that that's been dead. But I didn't know it was a seven. That's interesting that because I don't hear them say that on the telecast. That's very interesting. That the new ten is now the you know the seven. But what I don't get, Trent, I've never returned a punt in in college football. <laughs> but you sit at the seven, right? And you go catch it. If you have to go backwards, you don't catch it. That's what I don't get. It's well, all well, blocking in the back thing on on special teams, Trent. I don't get it. Wolfgang, you're you're not also just standing there at the seven yard line. You don't have to move, and the punt's going to come right to you. Right, well, I know that, but you're either you're either going sideways, forward, or backwards. Can we agree on that? Well, if you're going sideways, you don't know how far back you're going. 
it's it's much more difficult than just uh, all right, automatic. I'm letting it go. There's a, there's a okay. lot going around. There there's a lot surrounding. I understand it's easy to sit here and say, oh, it goes over your head. You just let it go. Well, there there's a lot more that goes into it. Okay, and than I just appreciate that. that because that's like a difficult opinion to have. In my opinion, your opinion is a very very difficult one to have. If I'm standing at the seven, and if I'm not going sideways or forward, I'm not going backwards. You can tell me, do not take a step backwards, and I know not to take a step backwards. So, I mean, I appreciate your opinion, because that that's not an easy one. You made me feel kind of dumb there, but I think it, that's a four-yard difference from what you're telling me, the seven-yard line versus the inside the three, man. That's, to me, and again, I love the kid. I, do you remember the last time you enjoyed watching somebody return a punt as much as him? I'm, I'm excited to watch him return a punt now. It's cool. It's cool to have that guy. But you can't make these mistakes, man, and I don't know how it's coached. So I may be sounding incredibly dumb, which is the way I think you're acting like I am. But you stand at the seven. You either go forward or you go sideways. If you go backwards, you let it go, man. And then it's out at the 25, Trent. And then you've got a minute and a half, a minute and a half to score with two touchdowns. Instead, we do nothing. We finally end up getting out to the 30 with 38 seconds left, Trent, I think it was. Something close to that. And I knew what Kirk Ferris was going to do. Why people were, were like, shocked that we played for halftime and we didn't want to actually, you know. But this is different, Trent. You have to play like you're not scared. You can't play like you're scared. I hate that in any sport, whether it's boxing, MMA, football, basketball. I can't stand playing scared. And that's what we did at the end of half. And I know you're going to poo-poo me, and that's fine. And I understand because I'd be poo-pooing myself at the time. Sometimes you have – there are only so many possessions in Iowa-Wisconsin games. You're basically giving up one of them. 15% of your possessions. You just said, nope, minute and a half, minute 39, whatever it was, nah, not enough time, we're not going to score. So you're worried about giving up points, giving up a field goal on your end. How about worrying about scoring three points on the other end? So I understand playing smart. I get that, but that was a lot of time, Trent. And, again, the muff at the, the seven versus the three, blah, blah, blah. So you're going to – but they got it out to the 30, man, with 38 seconds left with two timeouts. All they needed was 30 yards. 30. That's it. And you got a realistic 56-yard, 57-yard field goal. 30 yards. Two timeouts and clock stopping after, after uh, first downs. I just – Again, I knew that was going to happen. It's not like I'm surprised, but I'm still a little mad. Still a little mad. I get that. And are you confident in Miguel Racinos to make a 56-yarder right now? Because I'm certainly not. No, and that's interesting you say that. I'm not. I'm not, and I don't know why that is today. This year he has not looked confident. I have not liked his body language at all, at all and I'm a dork on that stuff. I haven't. I have not liked that at all. Um, am I confident? No, I'm not confident, but... 30 yards, I mean, you got to go for it, man. Just go for it. That's, you're asking me what has to be done to beat Wisconsin. Go for it. Quit trying to not lose. Go beat their ass. There's no pressure on us. We've lost to them a ton of times now, right? Right. What, what pressure we got? Go beat their ass now. Beat them. Don't just hope that, that we don't fumble at the 35-yard line and they have to kick a 52-yarder with two seconds left in the first half. No, go get some points, man. There's 10 possessions per team per game when these guys play. Because they run, they run, they, you know, ball control, ball control. Every possession means more when you play Wisconsin. 
I just came up with that right now. Is that fair? Every possession means more with Wisconsin than it does in the Big 12, than it does with, with other teams. To me, go get some points and try really hard to get them. Because guess what Wisconsin fans were doing when we decided to run out that last minute 30, that last 39 seconds um, at the 30-yard line when we needed 30, minute, 30 yards to get a legitimate shot at a field goal? Guess what Wisconsin was doing, Trent? Breathing clapping. a sigh of relief. Yeah. They were clapping. Yeah. So you get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. Maybe it's the smart thing. Maybe it's not the smart thing. But what was Wisconsin fans doing? They were clapping. They were like, good, dummies. Happy about it. Were do you, you buy that or no? Do you buy that? Of course. I mean, it's, it's a football adage that it, I think makes a lot of sense. Whatever the other team wants, do the opposite. <laughs> and, and Wisconsin was happy to see Iowa run off the field and, and go into the half 7-7. What about Kirk Ferentz's decision after they stopped a review on the first possession? I was at the five-yard line. Fourth down and one, timeout as they're measuring or, or taking a look at the review. For Ivory Kelly Martin, did he get the first down? It wasn't close, yet they stopped to do it as I was trying to run up to the line and, and sneak it on fourth and one. Oh, boy. Timeout's called. They come back on the field, and they go back to the quarterback sneak with Wisconsin's front and their big man in the middle with Alex Polo. Oh, boy. I hated that play call. How about you? I heard your. This, I'm just gonna tell you that I'm being honest, okay? I didn't. I didn't tweet anything about this. I didn't text anything about this. So this is me being honest. So if you want, sometimes I'm full of crap. You know that, <laughs> okay? But I'm being honest with you. There's no proof that I have to tell you right now that you can come back at me with. I was cool with going on fourth down. Yeah, I was too. Just don't sneak it. So you agree with that? Okay. Forget about the play call. You were cool with it at the time, Dred. I was. Yeah. I go for it absolutely. Not normally in a game that you expect to be low scoring, you expect to be down to the end. Yeah, I, I'm about take your three. This is gonna be a low scoring slug fest, but there at the five yard line, you'd move the football all the way up the field. And if they would have if they want to blow that play dead to review it, yes, absolutely. The quarterback sneak, get into the line quickly. I love that play. There's for every one time it's been stopped, it's gonna work. 19 times. But it, it was works. a full yard, Trent, was it not? It was. It was. Yard. I think they would have been fine getting it quickly and getting the snap off. But. I'm sorry, you cut out. So you think it was a full yard. That's why I was against that. He needed a full damn yard. Am I wrong? You, you get there, the defense is scrambling. You get that yard easily. You get that yard easily. But after yeah. the timeout and the wait and for the defense to get set, then you do it? No. I, I hated that. I hated the play call. That's all it was. Go for it. I don't got a problem with the play calls. What I had a problem with. So no, I like that. I like that. I don't know if yeah, that's that's good. That you, I appreciate. I do that about you. That you're honest with that because I know there's no proof. I mean, I could totally lie to you and say that was a horrible call. Guess what? I actually liked it. I did. I guess Wisconsin. But you're sitting here saying, and you asked a fun and funny question, not funny, ha ha, funny. Like I'm gonna throw up in my mouth. Question. Does what do we do differently? How does Iowa need to beat Wisconsin? Because what we're doing ain't working. So that's a great, interesting question that you could just you can rush on for a couple of days, and then hopefully become a little more positive. We'll get we'll give it some more thoughts. We'll we'll keep thinking on that. That wasn't the only thing in college football, though. Our final couple minutes here, Wolfgang. 
Iowa State, what a just odd, weird game it was with obviously the circumstances happening in Ames. Difficult to, I mean, we talked about this at the top. It's just a football game. It almost had that same kind of feeling because of, of obviously the tragedy in Ames. And that game's a lot more difficult for me to even talk about just because of the circumstances that surrounded it. No, and that's interesting because I know you were joking with me earlier about the Dr. Phil stuff, but we're humans, you know. We're not, yeah. we're not robots, you know. Stuff affects us. I saw some very popular people on Twitter that were at the game that you would know, I would know, and they were like, yeah, I wasn't ready. I mean, I couldn't imagine playing this game. Mm-hmm. These were people in the media. I mean, I wasn't even ready to watch a game is what they were saying. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we'll see. The question that we brought up last week, Trent, with the whole shall we start Zeb, shall we not, um, that's going to be a big thing. And I don't think even the media is putting enough pressure on that. Do you? I, I don't think we are talking about that as much as it should be talked about. Zeb should be the starter if you are looking for the future of this program. Now, if you were Coach Trent, what would you do? Trent Conning, Coach Conning, mm-hmm. what would you do? Do you even look at the fact that that guy's, a year younger, that guy's the future, that guy's somebody that's going to hopefully take our program where we want to go, do you look at that, or do you say, nope, whoever is the best and earns it this year, do you look, look for the future of the program? Because looking for the future actually may hurt the program, I think, more. Uh, I think the Making future... Taking over Zeb. I think hurt it. No, no, I think the future is here, and I think the future is now, and I think that future is Zeb Nolan. I think he's a better really? quarterback you than you Kyle Kelly. I think he's better. Yeah, I do. I just think he's a better quarterback. Kyle Kemp, he's got the nice win. He'll always have Oklahoma. I just think Zeb Nolan's a better quarterback. It's it's pretty. It's I think it's a simple equation for me. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's easy. So you're th- you're saying it's easy. I, I don't think it's easy. Who's the better quarterback right now? I don't think it's easy. But I do, I do think Zeb is better. Better. Um, better arm. Um, he's got good accuracy. He's going to be a good quarterback, and the future of the program. Forget about now. And the future of the program is with this guy. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him the rest of the way because Iowa State has a chance to do things this year. I know they were down. Akron's supposedly no joke this year, Trent. I I mean, I don't know that. You watch a lot of Akron football. I don't know that. But I know they beat Northwestern, and I know Northwestern's no joke. So that's a pretty darn good win. So Iowa State fans are probably still down now. And we beat Akron. We're 1-2. and Wan went, no. All right, stop it. You lost to Iowa? Who I know we're biased. We think Iowa's kind of good. They're good, and they just yeah. lost to a team who we think they probably shouldn't have lost to, and were better than. And they lost to Oklahoma. I know Oklahoma did not look good. Don't understand that thing. We didn't get the pay per view because obviously the Iowa game was going on. But yeah, don't don't get that. That's a weird kind of thing when you're playing somebody that you're never ever going to play in the history of your lifetime ever again in football. So that's a little weird. But when you start looking at this stuff. Iowa State has a chance at a good season, a special season, and to take to the next level. And if you got Zed starting, you got him getting all that crap out of his brain, Trent, that instead of this year he'd have going on next year if you don't start him, uh, you can't throw that. You're, he's going to learn stuff this year, Trent, that's going to make him better next year. It's going to make Iowa State better next year. That's the stuff I want out of his system. If you're a fan of Iowa or Iowa State or Iowa sports and wanting it to be relative – that's what I want. I want all that crap out of his system this year. Get it out of the way now. I learned from this throw. You can make this throw. I learned I can't make this throw. 
And then next year, let's get it on. And I'm not saying this season's over at all, because I think Iowa State is good. But do you get what I'm saying at all there, Trent? I do, I do. Yeah, work out some of those wrinkles. And, uh, well, at least we can all, all say here in the state, Hawkeye fan, Cyclone fan, weird start to the season for Iowa State because of the postponement and, and what's happened here the first couple of weeks, the Akron game, Iowa fans disappointed in the loss. At least we're not Cornhuskers, right? Dude. <laughs> I hear that little laugh. I love Trent. Trent, did you talk to your boy today? Uh, no, Sip will be on, on on Thursday. All right, can we can we tweet in uh, questions we'd like you to ask him? I feel bad for the guy. He he gets paid. He gets paid handsomely, probably yeah, yeah. to do what he wants to do for a living. Can you imagine what right now he's going through? When he grew up, when Wisconsin was doing, or excuse me, when Nebraska was doing their thing, and guess what? They're not doing their thing anymore. Nope. And he has to keep bringing up stuff that happened in the 90s, man. I actually feel bad for him because he seems like a nice guy. I have no idea, and I don't know him personally, or I don't know people that, you know what I mean? Yeah. He seems like a nice I just like him when you guys are we're on with him, even though I know he's a homer, but I do like him. I like the guy. He seems like a nice guy. I'm a homer sometimes. Sometimes I'm, you know, I'm not. I'm not. I don't think I'm being a homer today, am I? No, no. But yeah, I know you there's say no that about me. We we can we can homer, both man. be homers at times. I don't think that was the case today. Sip, okay. we'll have we'll have some fun with him later in the week. We're going to be time. win. We'll win. win tomorrow. Win tomorrow. What's tomorrow? Tuesday. What do you mean? What'd you say? Win tomorrow? What's that mean? Yeah, win win simple on tomorrow. I want to hear this. Thursday. Thursday. Oh, Thursday. Okay. Again, no, your I'll listening listen. skills deteriorating. They're bad to begin with. Thursday. You're, a, you're grumpy, man. You're grumpy. Well, that's what happens when Iowa loses a game they shouldn't to Wisconsin. <laughs> I get a little grumpy. Get out of here, you goofball. Right, thanks, Trent. See you, man. Hang in there, buddy. Hang in there. Thank you. Thank you. There's Wolfgang checking in. We need a break. Coming back on the other side, we put a cap on things and a pick on Monday Night Football, plus some Vegas thoughts all next here on Jimmy B and TC. Trent kind of back with you one final time as we put a cap on the Monday edition of Jimmy B and TC. Coming up this evening, Monday Night Football, obviously at the forefront of things. We'll get to see the Steelers. How are they going to bounce back with everything that's been going on? Levy and Bell now officially listening to the trade rumors there. The locker room against the upstart Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We got the call for you here with the Westwood One coverage coming up in just a little bit. 7.20 with the kickoff that one this evening. Tampa currently a one-and-a-half point favorite against the Steelers. I kind of like the Steelers, but... uh, Don't take my advice. As I told you earlier in the program, a rough weekend for your boy TC out in Las Vegas. We got that going on this evening. Also across the landscape in sports over to a little bit of baseball. Cubs tonight, Cole Hamels takes uh, the mound against the Pirates. Keep an eye on that one, certainly. And Milwaukee-St. Louis, uh, that's the series certainly that matters most. It'll be Jennings on the bump for Milwaukee against Flaherty, who's been real good for the Cardinals. Scoreboard watching, you got the Rockies out there, the Dodgers. Keep an eye on that. They got Arizona. That is your night in sports. We'll be back Tomorrow, starting at noon, myself and Ken Miller over your lunch hour from 12 until 2. Zuba Mahente is going to be by Adam Teicher, talking about those red-hot Kansas City Chiefs and a whole lot more from 12 until 2. And Jimmy B and TC on your drive home from 4 until 6 o'clock. Tomorrow, the Hawkeye Huddle will be taking the airwaves with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge from 5 until 6 o'clock. That'll do it. Thanks to everybody out there for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Enjoy your night and Monday Night Football here on 1700.